you would think that most churches would want to teach people to be Christ-like. That seems like one of the least controversial things ever. But come to think of it, if pastors actually taught people to be Christ-like, maybe most of them would be out of the job. Welcome back to the show. My name is Cody Lawrence. And if you're watching on video, I'm doing a test. What do you think about this name? Spare No Arrows. I like it. Tell me what you think. Anyway, be like Christ. Be Christ-like. Imitate Christ. These are all things that every Christian ought to have heard before. However, I am racking up the number of times where I am having conversations, not just with laymen, but with actual pastors, with people who have actually gone to school, some with PhDs, (laughs) from supposedly reputable seminaries, saying that we should not be Christ-like. Here's how the conversation goes. Having a conversation with someone and they say, you shouldn't do this, you know, particularly because they disagree with the things that I believe, um, particularly the things that I talk about on my podcast um, that kind of go against the flow of the modern big evangelical culture, you know, things that Jesus would also disagree with. But I would be having conversations with certain people and they might hear me say something or they might know about my podcast and say, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be calling out people for sins. You shouldn't be criticizing a reputable, faithful organizations like seminaries who um, promote critical race theory or organizations or denominations even who um, break their own rules, uh, you know, who call themselves like the SBC, for example, it's the SBC, (laughs) Uh, who call themselves complementarians, but then they act like egalitarians. They uh, discipline conservatives and they let liberals slither through the cracks and infect the entire denomination. Uh, The list goes on. I've talked a lot about the SBC in the past, but... Uh, a few episodes ago, I also talked about how people seem to have more loyalty to their organizations and to their churches than they do to Jesus Christ himself, you know, God. But, I mean, it's fascinating to me how, how blatant the rebellion becomes in some situations. I mean, especially people who are in, in such supposedly reputable positions and reputable places. They say... Back, back to the, the script here. Here's what they say. You shouldn't be doing this. Whatever it is. Fill in the blank. X. And I say, well, look here. Jesus did it. Here's the verse. And they say, you're not Jesus. You can't do that. Do you not know the definition of imitate Christ? Now, Hang on just a second. What some of you are going to say, I know, is 
Well, obviously there are things that we shouldn't imitate about Christ. And to that I say, thank you. You know, for a second there, I really thought I was Jesus. And thank you so much for reeling me back in. I really thought for a second there that I could jump out of a boat and walk on water. You know, I really thought that with the power of my mind alone, I could transform water into wine. I legitimately thought that if you kill me, I can just pop back alive in three days. Whew, dodged a bullet on that one. But get real. Everybody knows they're not Jesus, obviously. So what does this boil down to? What is this you're not Jesus? I mean, the the statement is you're not Jesus. That is true, obviously. But it's unhelpful to say it in this way because what what it actually means, you know, you have to hear what people mean and not what they actually say because you're not Jesus is not what they mean. What they mean is not you have to watch yourself because you're thinking that you have the divine attributes of Jesus Christ himself and you're misusing those. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, what most people mean when they say something as ridiculous and atrocious and stupid and ill-informed as you're not Jesus in response to you doing something entirely biblical is you don't have the right To imitate Christ, Jesus Christ, the person who calls us to imitate him, in ways that I don't like. You can't imitate Christ in the ways that I don't want you to. Because, you know, I have authority over Christ after all, (laughs) says the big Eva goons. So anyway, uh, I have heard this now from multiple pastors because... I find myself in conversations with pastors uh, quite often of shoddy churches (laughs) about these things because, you know, I'm trying to be on the same page with people. I I try to find faithful church. Hey, by the way, I told you uh, last week in in one of my last podcast episodes that I found a new church. I went back to that church. um, Well, it, it was our second week at the church and man, it was awesome. It was so good. I was so encouraged. Uh, I I actually got to meet Jared Longshore. If you don't know who that is, you should look him up. He's awesome. Got to hear him preach. Got to go to a Reformation Day party with him and with the church. And, you know, man, it was so good. I, my wife and I have never felt more welcome at a church. We've never been surrounded by so many like-minded people who actually treat each other, you know, like Christians. <laughs> Man, it was so good. It was so good. We've been looking for that for so long. But uh, back to the point, in the past, you know, as we have been attempting to look for faithful churches for years now, um, I would find myself in conversations with pastors and that, you know, they'd be like, you're you're a big meanie doo-doo head or something to that effect, you know, put a put like a PhD tag on that phrase. And that's what they said. Uh, And I would say, well, look, okay, I'm not Jesus. Forget that. What about imitate Paul as he imitates Christ? What about the disciples? What about the prophets? Well, you're not a disciple. You're not a prophet. Okay. What do we do? Do we throw out the Bible then? What do we do? How do we know how to live? If we cannot actually follow what the Bible says, 
We can't do anything. And this, incidentally, I think, is what a lot of these people want. They don't want you to actually be Christ-like. Obviously. Right? Because Jesus rocked the boat. Jesus spoke the truth. And it just so happens that the foundation of most churches in America these days is not the truth. It's being liked. It's keeping the status quo. It is making as many people happy as possible, regardless of what's right or wrong. And so when somebody actually comes in speaking truth, then those people are pushed out. Which is exactly what happened to my wife and I. On multiple occasions in in our in our journey. <sighs> One of those pastors put out a, a a post online and it said it was actually quoting um loosely a John Piper quote that he gave online. And John Piper was saying in his John Pipery way, we have too much sin to be trusted with flipping tables. Now, I had made a comment that Christians ought to be flipping tables. Now, I'm not sure if these guys were actually, I mean, you know, one of them had a PhD, has a PhD now, I don't think he had it at the time, uh, in a reputable position at the local seminary. Midwestern Seminary, by the way. <laughs> um, he had said that we we have too much sin to be trusted with flipping tables. And, and, and that was in response to something that I said where Christians ought to be flipping tables, right? Now, um, listeners, I want you to try to guess how many tables, how many physical tables you think that I have flipped over in rage in my life. Do you know what the answer is? That's right. The answer is zero. (laughs) When I was referring to flipping tables, I was referring to uh, metaphorically rocking the boat. Now, I don't mean literally rocking boats. I mean metaphorically rocking boats. I mean metaphorically flipping tables. I don't think that we necessarily have the right to walk into any random house of God, i.e. church building, and start flipping tables if we disagree with things. And and actually, somebody recently on it, on um, Instagram, I think, asked the question, hey, can you discuss uh, what is the actual, you know, how actually we can imitate Jesus when he flipped tables? Because, honestly, I was not actually considering, yeah, I should go into a temple and I should flip some tables. Mm, I, I was obviously thinking metaphorically. And I'll return to this thought in just a second. But that's what they didn't like. Now, I don't I don't know if they were intelligent enough with all their degrees between them to understand <laughs> that I was being metaphorical. Um, but presuming they were, I think they were just against the idea that I believe that Christians have a responsibility to be biblical. That's all I can think of. All I, my my message here, the th- the thing that I continually say in my podcast here is, be biblical, follow the Bible, regardless of what anybody thinks. 
regardless of the pain and suffering it may cause, regardless of how many nasty looks you'll get, regardless of how it will make you not fit in at your church. Hopefully it will. Hopefully you found a church where, you know, they actually want their congregants to be biblical, but it just so happens that most churches don't. And some churches are very sneaky about their not wanting people to be biblical. You know, they pick and choose. They're like, you can be biblical in this way, but I don't want you to be biblical in this other way. But when this guy asked me, uh, how exactly, you know, can we imitate Jesus flipping tables? Uh, my response to him was, I said the short answer, and, and I think this is probably also the long answer, is if thieves enter your house or your father's house, for that matter, and you have authority over that house, and presumably you would have authority over your own house, if thieves enter into your house and set up shop, you can imitate Christ in that you can flip over their tables and chase them out of your house with a whip. Absolutely. I do not think that necessarily applies to church buildings. Hypothetically, there could be situations where that could apply. Although I think it's situational. (laughs) Uh, I also don't think it applies to other people's houses. In other words, places where you don't have authority. But I would say if a thief or a group of thieves enters into your house to set up shop and sell their stolen goods uh, or to do their uh, their immoral practices, you have the authority to chase them out. Plain and simple. It makes sense. Pretty easy. So anyway, why why would pastors, why would churches, while teaching people to be Christ-like, feel like that they you know, have the audacity, the arrogance to pick and choose which parts of Christ they can imitate. Well, I want to go back to this uh, John Piper quote that, that this pastor quoted and talk about how absolutely ridiculous it is. It's, it's in fact self-defeating. I've talked about a lot of self-defeating arguments here in the past. Some are easier to see than others. Uh, and this one's pretty interesting. So the quote is this. We have too much sin to trust ourselves with flipping tables. Therefore, the implied conclusion is, don't imitate Christ in any kind of way that could uh, that you could err in, that you could make some kind of mistake in. Now, here's the problem with that. Can a person be, say, happy at the wrong things? Yes. So do we have too much sin to trust ourselves with being happy? If we have too much sin to trust ourselves with being righteously angry, which we are commanded to do, the Bible says, be angry, but do not sin. In fact, it says, be angry, but do not sin, which means that we can be angry and not sin. That is possible. And it is even good to be angry sometimes. There is an appropriate way to be angry. So, you know, let's just follow this argument a little further. If we have too much sin to trust ourselves with being angry, we have too much sin to trust ourselves with being happy, being glad, because we might we might just be glad at the wrong things. If we have too much sin to trust ourselves with being angry, we have too much sin to trust ourselves. I mean, how many times 
are you tempted with being, I mean, not, not tempted. I, I don't even want to say tempted because it could be a good thing. How many opportunities, let's say, do you have to be angry in a week? Probably quite a few. How many opportunities do you have in a week to be sad? Quite a few. How many opportunities in a week do you have to be happy? Quite a few. Are, are there any greater responsibilities that we might have? Than being than emotions that we have. Well, being a pastor might be one. Being a pastor is a much greater responsibility than being angry. Therefore, if somebody happens to say, You have too much sin to trust yourself with being angry. They should step nowhere near a pulpit. Not at all. Because we also have much too much sin to trust ourselves with taking on any kind of greater responsibility than anger. Like being a pastor, like being a husband, like being a wife, like having a kid, like getting a job. Like... Tying your shoes in the morning. Like driving a car. You know, you you cannot function if you actually believe the ridiculous, stupid phrase. We have too much sin to trust ourselves with being angry. Now, this is from John Piper, the exact same John Piper who has said that... You know, if somebody breaks into my house and threatens to murder my family, I wouldn't really want to defend myself. I would plead that he come to know Jesus. And then if he murders my family, oh well, yeah, at least I tried. The Bible says, if you cannot protect your family, you are useless. Right? So, <laughs> so uh, it kind of seems like a person who takes that advice is pretty useless. If a person who is unwilling, you know, maybe you don't have to kill a person breaking into your house, but if you feel like that is, you know, if you have a gun in your house and somebody breaks in to kill your family, You have every right to kill them. In fact, God put that in the law in the Old Testament. There is no blood guilt on your hands if you happen to do that. You are not guilty of murder. If you kill someone who is trying to break into your home and kill you, it's it's cut and dry. People will say this, I am convinced, because they... I, they they don't care about scripture. They might say that they care about scripture, but honestly, if you say this, everything falls apart suddenly. If you say you have no right to be Christ-like in the ways that I think you ought not to be, then all of a sudden, part of Jesus is good to imitate whatever part that they think. Part of Jesus is bad to imitate. What? Suddenly, part of Jesus is bad. Suddenly, Jesus is no longer perfect. 
suddenly Jesus is no longer God, or if he is, he is an evil God because he's not perfect. Um, An imperfect God has no ability to save people. Only a perfect God has the ability to save. So salvation is out the window. Uh, God himself and his perfection is out the window. Um, These people love to talk about divine simplicity, actually. Divine simplicity is out the window. (laughs) Um, What else is out the window? Mm, uh, The authority of scripture. Can't trust scripture because scripture tells us to be Christ-like. All this boils down to is that it is very bad pastoring. It's very bad logic. What do they teach kids in seminaries these days if they can agree with something as absolutely brainless as that? It's amazing. And I have heard this from no less than three church leaders now. It's amazing. It's amazing to me. But yet this is the world we live in. So if you encounter, I mean, you know, I've also encountered this in numerous places on the Internet. I I say, imitate Christ all the time. And then people will respond in some form. You're not Jesus. Okay, neither are you. Who are you to tell me what I can't imitate about Jesus? If, If I can't do that, then you can't either. There are so many inconsistencies, contradictions in this statement. It is absolutely ridiculous. Either you trust scripture and believe that we ought to imitate Christ or we ought not to. Now, I think another tendency, the the last thing I'll say is this. I think another tendency that we have is to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, hold on. Let's be somewhere in the middle here. Because obviously we know that we can, you know, twist up imitating Christ in bad ways. Absolutely. Sure. Agreed. We We can imitate Christ's anger, his righteous anger, wrong, and we can imitate Christ's, say, gentleness, wrong. Uh, If those two are opposites, and I don't think that they are. (laughs) But in our culture, is the primary problem that we are dealing with in, in our modern evangelical culture, people being too courageous, or people being too cowardly? Which is it? Are people imitating Christ? Are people going overboard in imitating Christ in general? Or are they not going far enough? And I think if you can think about this, I mean, if you can find the time, uh, it's it's hard to think about some of these things um, because they're, they're such heady issues. But if you can think about this for maybe like two seconds, then you would find that the majority of people in churches, even pastors, even this is evidently what most seminaries are teaching people. They are teaching them to not imitate Christ. That is the problem that we're dealing with. We're not dealing with a culture full of people who are too bold in their willingness to imitate Christ. So, therefore, I think... If we emphasize one half of the issue, it has to be the side of imitate Christ and be willing to make errors because you're going to make errors no matter what you do. 
But here's the thing. If we're walking on the tightrope of imitating Christ, you are going to make errors where you maybe refuse to imitate him in a way that you should. But you will also make some errors where you imitate him in the wrong way. But if you are where the majority of evangelicals appear to be today, then you are going to be way over here to the left, not even on the tightrope at all. And you're like, whew, at least I'm never going to make those errors over there. When really everything you do is an error because you are refusing to imitate Christ. Right? Makes sense to me. Hope that was enlightening and i will keep you updated whenever i hear this from uh from more people who uh ought to set foot nowhere near a pulpit and who uh who make their their degrees and their seminaries look really really poor (laughs) i'll catch you next time god bless